The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from feeling tired, sleepy in the day, can't get asleep at night, and then you've noticed you're gaining weight? Weight? Have you ever ate less and less, felt more and more tired and sleepy, and then you've gained weight again with the weight? If you've ever had sleep problems and weight issues, today is your day because we're going to talk about Sleep, insomnia, and weight. Weight gain. Is this fact or fiction? It's a fact. In today's world, it's very common to see people using fast, fads, all kinds of eating plans and diets. And they still gain all the weight back. Why? Many of these people have trouble falling asleep. There's an association. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use mind, body, medical intuition to figure out how to balance your hormones, balance your sleep, and balance your weight. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. East Coast Time. And you can get the show on your favorite podcast provider as well. Join the show live every Wednesday or just go to your podcast of your choice and you can hear it on replay. But understand, this is not the readings we do here. We're not having a physician-patient relationship. The suggestions, I'm not giving you a diagnosis, prescribing treatment, or doing psychotherapy. So understand, before you change your health, or change anything that you take for your health, go to your medical practitioner. So on with the show. Why is sleep make or break your weight? Well, there's a famous syndrome, very rare. It's called the Pickwickian syndrome. It's a guy who's very, very, very heavy. Like Whip Van Wrinkle, he goes in this deep, 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 sleep where he sleeps all day 
And all of a sudden, he gets up and he has a voracious hunger and he eats everything in sight. And his sleep or disordered sleep is somehow related to his weight. And his weight is disproportionate to how much he eats. And it's as out of whack his weight is, is his sleep. This has been going on for a long time, and people have noticed that individuals with insomnia, hypersomnia, narcolepsy, especially women, tend to have weight problems. I have narcolepsy, hypersomnia, be specific. When it got really worse, I was sleepy during the day, up to maximum 17 hours a day. And no matter what I did, I couldn't lose weight. In fact, I was running seven miles a day, sometimes 13 miles a day in the weekends, and I was eating less and less and less. This is before people were doing fasts. And I was still getting heavy. Couldn't, I was end up eating iceberg lettuce, tomato sauce, and egg whites, still gaining weight. Once my sleep disorder got under control, slowly by surely, I started losing weight. And I noticed every time I would fall asleep or have a sleep attack, it was good for a pound. It was so disturbing, I couldn't figure out what was more upsetting, the falling asleep or the weight gain. Then I noticed that I had friends. The more common problem was insomnia. Of course, I had very, very, very little sympathy because my problem was not having trouble getting to sleep. It was falling asleep. But sleep disorders are sleep disorders. And in many ways, the few times that I've had trouble getting to sleep, and it was like it took me 10 minutes to get to sleep, it was maddening. And they say having trouble falling asleep is torture. Torture. Then eventually in the 21st century, the end of the 20th century, they began to see a connection between a hormone with sleep and with weight. It's called leptin. And I remember when I was reading the sleep studies, I'm like, wait a minute now. Leptin, isn't that have to do with weight? And yes, it is. It's fascinating. Leptin is connected to our biological clock And our biological clock controls when we eat and when we sleep. When we eat and when we sleep. And when we have disordered sleeping and disordered eating, our metabolism gets messed up. Leptin goes up when we wake up. It is increased when we have more appetite. And it helps us burn energy. That's important. So leptin actually lowers our appetite and tells our body to burn energy. When you don't get enough sleep, your leptin levels go down and your appetite gets voracious. And you don't burn up energy. Let me say that again. Leptin tells your body to burn energy and thus lose weight. 
And it also lowers your appetite. When you don't get enough sleep, your leptin goes down, your appetite goes up, and you don't burn as much energy. So you gain weight. And so, therefore, that Pickwickian guy, he had a sleep disorder, his leptin was all messed up, and he had this huge amount of appetite. So you see, sleep, weight, are related. It's a fact. So if you have insomnia, if you don't get enough sleep, you're going to wake up and you're not going to burn enough energy. Your leptin is going to be messed up. And even if you try to catch up by moving, 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 that fog in your head, even if you're moving, you're still losing your metabolism is slower. Ever tell someone, you know, I have sluggish metabolism and they look at you and you know they're just judging you and saying, put down, put down the fork, but you don't eat that much and you're still gaining weight? Check it out. That's what it is. And, or it could be it. On the other hand, too much sleep is just as bad. More is not always better. Too much sleep doesn't make you have even more leptin, even lower appetite, and even more burning up of energy. It's, it's not. It's too much of a good thing is bad. If you eat sleep too much, just like Pickwickian where they sleep long, 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 long hours, people who sleep too long actually have more of a risk for diabetes, obesity, insulin resistance. So it's not just sleeping enough it's also eating enough but eating at the right time because when you wake up leptin is at its highest and you want to eat your most when you wake up and that's breakfast I don't care what anybody says the other thing is is cortisol and insulin is highest when you wake up so your energy is highest your cortisol, and your insulin, and that's when you should eat the most. And then as you go down in the day, you're farther away from when you woke up, so your leptin goes down. You should eat less because your cortisol and insulin goes down. And you should, you should follow your hormones rather than thinking your body should follow what you perceive your appetite is. Appetite is very funny. We think we know what our body wants, but sometimes appetite can be distorted by mood, boredom, and a variety of other things, including someone's baking bread in the kitchen. So you can't go by what you think you want. You have to sometimes go by a clock and the time and what you think your hormones are doing or should be doing. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about the sleep insomnia connection, fact or fiction, and we've established it is fact. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, and Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you can't get on the board today and you want a reading, go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6475.
for a information about a one or two hour reading. We'll go to Janet Carr. Line. One. How can I be of help? Hello, Dr. Mona Lisa. That was very interesting. Um, thank you. I have had sleep issues, which has led to weight gain. And um, the sleep issues are caused by high stress and high anxiety. And I'm wondering if that could also, if, if a combination of these could also affect my eye health because I've recently been having trouble with a torn retina. Like I had one in the left eye and now my right eye is showing symptoms of that. Is there any connection between that? Well, it's very interesting. It seems to be a rash of people with torn retinas or retinal detachments mm. these days. Um, you understand that every illness is always in part due to diet, the environment, mm -hmm. and so on. But every illness has an emotional intuitive component can aggravate it. Yeah. There are also things like genes that can set us up for certain health problems. And also in Chinese medicine, there's a great book by Ted Kapchak called The Web Without a Weaver. And whether it's insomnia, eyes, eye problems, weight gain, there is a web of connection between those organ systems. But there's also a web of system between emotional patterns and physical symptoms in our body. So an organ will light up with an illness and medical intuition, like a light will go on in your dashboard in your car. It's a warning sign that something in your life is out of balance. When I look at your life, relationships are a real priority for you. They're like a battery in the car. And when the relationship dims, the battery to your life dims and you don't do well. I see a situation in a family in the past that makes it hard for you to soak in love in a relationship. And you easily, when hormones change in your life, feel rejection and separation, even when the person's there. It's like when estrogen and progesterone go up and down, you get what I call rejection sensitivity, a kind of irritability. This changes. I can't figure out if people slammed things growing up, if people yelled, were irritable. There was some kind of chaos drama. But your brain and body got a hypervigilance, a shell shock quality that in a way disrupts the neurotransmitters for sleep, and may disrupt the neurotransmitters, GABA, for anxiety. It also increases your chance toward intuition, but at times it can go to being nervous and doubting people's motives. What was the family environment like, Janet? What was the chaos? Um, well, while I was growing up, it was, it was pretty good, um, except for my older sister would have fights with my parents. How bad? Um, but I'm very sensitive, you know. How nothing bad? violent, nothing, not, not, you know, yelling. But I'm very sensitive, so I'm very empathic, and so I think I, I absorb that. Um, and I did get 
PTSD later, like in the last 15 years from different things like that. They say that people with PTSD, their brains, uh, brains become more susceptible to it by mm. A, being born with a genetic susceptibility to anxiety, and then B, having a prior history of, history of trauma that kind of br- br- warmed up their brain to that. So it's like yeah. strike three. What was the trauma that happened recently that was strike three for you? Um, well, it was a series of events from finding my friend's dead body to getting my mom transitioned to losing my family after that. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Cher in the movie Moonstruck? Yeah. She goes into the church and she's going to do an act yeah. of contrition. I was born a Catholic. Me too. So you say, good. So you say, bless. So it's all very quick. It's slurred. It's hyphenated. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. These are the, my sins. And he goes, yes. <laughs> okay. <Right>. She says, <laughs> I bounced a check at the liquor store. I slept with the brother of my fiance, and I lied to my mother. He goes, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, wait, what? Tell me that again. I um, bounced a check at the liquor store. I um, slept with the brother of my fiance, and I lied to my mother. Uh, I get the two. I get the check. <laughs> and the second one. I get yeah. the, uh, yeah. But tell me about that fiance. <laughs> Yeah. I slept with the brother of my fiance. That's a big one. Loretta, yeah. you must consider your life. <laughs> so you say a bunch of things happen. Okay, you yeah. get your mother situated. Okay, that's, you know, these things happen. Okay, that's a normal event in our life. That's not the out of the range of normal. Okay. On the other hand, you're walking around, you trip over a dead body. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. That was, that I'm not was trying like to get you. Now, how did that happen? That's not an everyday occurrence. What happened? No. Well, uh, I'll try and keep it short, but my downstairs neighbor, um, he he and I were very close. We were like Will and Grace, if you ever saw that. Um, yeah. That, and uh, I got the, the call from his boyfriend if I would check on him because um, he hadn't heard from him all day. And, of course, I had keys to his place, so... I went down to his place and I found his dead body and I pretty much responded the way you would think Grace would. Um, it wasn't pretty. So, um, so that was the initial incident. And uh, so you went, wait a minute, and, back up. So yeah. he's your, like yeah. your husband. Well, my, my, my brother, I'd say it's like my brother. Wait, he's, no, he's no, 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 no. Hey, you brought up Will and Grace. Yeah. Are you married? No. Right. I'm sorry to yell, but I'm on Skype because the, the radio thing didn't work and so I'm slightly traumatized. So we'll work with it because after this, I'm going to gain weight. Okay. So I might believe it. Dunk, uh, that's the whole thing with this sleep plus, you know, sleep issues. And then the weight you gain, you might as well eat a, do- a dozen donuts for God's sakes. <laughs> you shouldn't do anything. All you did is have a sleep problem. You either awake too long or you fell asleep too much. And either way, you gain weight. So it's like powerless. Mm-hmm. You didn't eat anything and you gained the weight. So you might as well eat a dozen donuts. I'm not saying to eat a dozen donuts, <laughs> but I am I saying 
Third, sixth center is perception, thought, and morality. It's how you see things flexibly. And fourth center is cardiovascular, blood vessels surrounding the retina. It's a broken heart. Heart, H-E-A-R-T. Yes. And in many ways, it's not anybody. That wasn't just anybody that you just, you didn't just bounce a check at the Malinka store. You didn't just find the body on the street. No. You use the word will and grace. Mm -hmm. Because in many ways, grace and will were like they were married. Mm. Boyfriends, girlfriends came and went. Husbands, wives came and went. But will and grace were forever. Yeah. And you were never married. Have you ever been married? I, I, yeah, I have been, yeah. But you're not now. Correct. And I wasn't then. And you weren't then. But, but brothers are forever, too. You know. I understand. It's I mean, not it wasn't sexual in any way. So like, I, Can I you tell know. you something? I know it's non-sexual. Mm -hmm. Hello? Put some glasses on. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. I don't need to spell it, spell it out on Unity Online Radio. <laughs> okay, yeah. I am like just saying husband, to like you, like a friend husband, you have to, yeah. quote, see the importance of that relationship. Okay. And you have to see it so you can see how your heart shut down. And yeah. it broke your heart. It did. And then the family thing just hurt it more. I look at your head. I see a pressure in your head area. I wonder if you have problems maintaining stable blood pressure. I just see it, feel a dull pressure in your head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I wonder if you've hit your head and lost consciousness. I wonder some kind of accident where you got hit in the head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal area. Someone near you smoked, and it was annoying. Yes. But you tolerated it, and that's somehow involved with this. Who smoked and was annoying? My mother. Bone of contention. When you got it squared away, was she still smoking? Yeah. Bone of contention. What kind of health problems did she have? Well, she died. I know, but when she before she died, what kind of health problems did she have? Um, COPD. COPD. So she's smoking despite having COPD, emphysema. Mm -hmm. Frustration and anger. You know, there's a phrase we say in addiction studies. You know what the phrase is? Mm -hmm. We see this. <laughs> People with addiction do addictions. Why would she do anything else? There were people at the VA who had tracheotomies from throat and neck cancer. And they would put the cigarette to the trach and smoke. Ugh. See, you just did it again. That's frustration yeah. and Chinese med yeah. medicine that injures the eyes. That's a kind of anger. And there's a certain kind of anger that's healthy. You know, someone steps on your foot, you might get angry. 
you were injured or you see someone else is injured. But the thought pattern that keeps anger stuck on that injures your body is I'm right, they're wrong, things should be different. It is what it is. The only way out of personal suffering to prevent cortisol and neuropeptides burning up your blood vessels is to accept what is. It's the only way out of suffering. And maybe that's a step out of, into the forgiveness thing. Yeah. That's what they do. Do you understand? Yes. Because that that's a big thing. You got That's what forgiveness is. Because otherwise, your blood vessels are acting like you've been smoking for years. And that's why I see the smoking in your body. Do you get it? No, I mean, I'm sure I there's secondhand so. smoke, but you understand what I'm saying. I see it as a metaphor. Yeah, no, I know. Because you're, you're, yeah. you're carrying a grudge. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. Someone drank too, but we're not going to get into that. That's even worse. That's like assault and battery. I, I see decreased bone, it's decreased height, decreased bone density. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um. Well, it's just really my eyes and maybe some uh, a chronic cough that I have. That that's a lot. Um, you have to go sorry? and keep uh, keep monitoring your lungs and have them evaluated for pulmonary function tests. You should consider DHA, DHA, not DHEA, DHA, a thousand milligrams three times a day. But you must have gotten secondhand smoke because when I got to your lungs, I saw it. Do you understand? Okay. Yeah. But cigarettes plus guilt equals not good for your lungs. And cigarette plus anger is not good for lungs and blood vessels. You got to give it up. Do you understand and forgive? Yes. Anger is the most weighted genic emotion. That constant anger, especially when someone dies on you, it causes complicated grief and that keeps you up. At night. Do you understand? Yes. She couldn't help it. What kind of person would smoke when they have emphysema? Someone who's got a problem. Because it's illogical. Do you get it? Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to sleep and weight. We've learned that to fix the broken clock of our brain, when it comes to sleep and weight, we need to eat and sleep when our hormones are at a certain level. Cortisol, insulin, and leptin, the appetite and awakening hormone, is highest in the morning. And that's when we should be most active and eat the most. And leptin is lowest, and cortisol and insulin is lowest at night. And that is when we should eat less and be less active. If you eat 
when the hormones aren't there, that's when you have a problem. You eat when the food, you put the food there when the hormones are there. If you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep, it's important that you look at the neurotransmitters that have to do with turning on the light in the, in the morning and turning off the light in your brain in the evening. And we're going to talk about that and keeping the lights off. We will go to line three, Gretchen. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. This is Gretchen. Hi, how are you? How can I be of help? I'm, well, you know, I'm kind of all over the place with my sleep and eating. And basically, I'm questioning my energy levels and my lack of focus and sense of direction. The first thing I see is energy. You know, energy comes from so many places in our life. Energy comes from our brain, two areas, dopamine, which is a stimulant. Energy comes from our adrenal gland, epinephrine, which helps with focus and attention and moving our muscles. But energy is in every cell of our body. It's produced by a mitochondria. But energy is in movement. Energy is in effort. Energy is in work. If you use effort or force and you move forward, you do work that moves you forward, that uses your potential, it creates energy. I'll say that again. If you create efforts in a kind of work that moves you forward, that creates energy. That's why when people are in jail and they give them a shovel and they tell them to dig a hole with, with dirt, and then five hours later they tell them to fill up the hole and dig it again, that's exhausting because you're not going anywhere. You're applying force, work, but you're not moving forward. Mocking time in band, just walking in place, or treading water, just keeping your head above water, is the most exhausting exercise. And so, in your life, if you're in a relationship that's dead, it's not moving forward, it's not growing, that's exhausting. I see a relationship in your life, in a family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give you a sense of belonging. You feel alone, alone at an important crossroads in your life. The other person involved is like an emperor, someone who likes to be in charge. And though earlier in your life that may have worked for you, it doesn't work. It's not growing. Like a plant in a pot, P-O-T, you've become pot-bound. You've grown but the, your roots are overgrown the part. The other person feels fine being that way. And as a result, you're tired because you're not moving forward and you're frustrated because you want the other person to. Mind you, something else is wrong. You're trying to have a relationship with this person and the third person is interfering. You're trying to ignore this problem. So what you do? Your body has to let you know. A light has to go on, a warning light in one of the organs of your body to let you know, warning, warning, warning. 
you have to do something about this. And the warning will get louder and louder with an alarm until you do something. First, it's that nameless fatigue, and then it becomes something bigger that you can see on a test. Janet, what is the relationship in your life that's getting numb, lifeless, and then kind of dead? Well, this is Gretchen. Well, it's, I think it's part I'm of sorry. my job. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Gretchen. I'm oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong name, okay. Gretchen. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no biggie. Um, yeah, I have, it's a job I think that I have. And like I, like you said, I'm kind of just treading water and not really owning, not taking initiative. And I just, that sense of direction for me to pull back my energy and not get drained by. Okay, I'm going to uh, explain plus, something. Who yeah. do you, um, do you work for somebody over you? Actually, I'm a pet sitter, and I just help people move, basically. So, no, I'm kind of... Just... Wait a minute. You're a pet sitter, and you help people move? Yeah, that's basically what I do for work. Don't you love when a game plan comes together? So, you help people move, but you don't. <laughs> well, I'm always considering cleaning up, and I always think I'm going to be moving because I'm a renter, even though I've been here 27 years. Um yeah, I always think I'm moving. Yeah, but, you're you're uh, a yeah. renter, and you've never bought. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been here 27 years renting, but you know, you never. I'm never safe as a renter since I don't own it here in California. So you've been mocking time. You've been treading water. Oh, guaranteed treading water. Even with the pet sitting, it's you know, it's a lot of pet sitting for it's a lot of work emotionally and 24 hour job for not that much money, but that's what I've been doing. So, and I take on those emotions and I, you know, try to keep my own sense of identity, but it kind of gets all mushed up. Who do you live with? Oh, myself, just my cat. Who, the last person that you were involved with, were you trying to have a relationship with somebody and the third person interfered? Not, no, I usually leave. No, I can't recall. Why did, person. why did it end? Oh, oh, I, by me, why did I probably, why did the relationship uh, end? I left. I was looking for something else. I look at your head. Well, say that again. Oh, I was going to say that was like a long time ago I left because I just didn't want to, oh, you know, he was a, I just was not, I was not in love and I just needed something no, else. No, 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 He was a what? Oh. He, I, I, oh, geez, I just don't think I was in love with him to stay with him and I just needed something else. But you see, you have to, for intuition, you have to take your right brain emotional intuition and bring it to your left brain. Name it. So you can respond effectively and see what's the thing? Move. <laughs> Move. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that emotion will go down into your body and the body will move in the form of symptoms. Do you understand? Yes. Somehow, developmentally, you've become arrested after that relationship. Every time you try to say something that's the basic truth about that relationship, you stop. It's like somebody puts a tourniquet around your mouth. 
I wonder if he's standing over you going, nope. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> right. So you're going to yeah. say it. If I have to throw a pen at you all the way from Maine to California, it'll take about seven days, but the pen will arrive. <laughs> Gate seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So you said to me, you said, you said he was a, and then you said, well, I just wanted to move on. He was a what? A, orangutan, B, a full of brush man, or C, what was he? Well, I just, I, I don't know. Um, no, see, you I'm, can't. You keep going, going, I, what, I, you go back to I. It doesn't right. mean you're mean. You understand? It doesn't mean you're mean. I'm not anything. Yeah. It well, just I means you're going to name it. I, I'm Ted, not sure. Ted just, Bundy was yeah. a what? A serial killer. Well, well that he wasn't, was a drinker. That wasn't, and I wasn't in, yeah. That wasn't slander. That's a fact. Yeah. Okay. You can say incompatible because he had other women. He was a drinker. He was a gambler. He didn't work. None of those. He was very easygoing and relaxed. And he was, I don't know. He was just probably, I was the wild one. I was the one that wanted my total freedom. And I just wanted to Okay, Ooh, you were trying to, to have a relationship with someone and a third person interfered. Were you interested in somebody else? No. Mm-mm. Gretchen, I'm worried about you. <laughs> because for someone who's so wild, you, you, you took a turn to the wild side. You became a pet sitter who rented all the time. That sounds wild. Hold me back, mama. <laughs> right, right. Does that sound wild? Well, you want to trip on the wild side? Well, from Minnesota to California, that's wild for the Minnesotans. Okay. Yes. I'm going to start getting okay. I look at your head. Vision, hearing isn't the primary problem. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see capacity for decreased height, decreased bone density. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I wonder if you have problems with excess acid in your esophagus and your stomach. I see melancholy, sadness, nervousness in certain situations. Crowds closing spaces. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see a curvature of some kind in your thoracic and lumbar spine. I wonder if you have difficult posture, whether you slump forward. I wonder if you have body image issues. I wonder if you have a phobia in certain situations, public speaking or something like that. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Well, the eyes and just like the last caller, actually, I do have cataracts and the lower pelvic area and um, cardiovascular, possibly. Your problem is the seventh center purpose in life. Why am I here? Um, Gretchen, yeah. I want you to get a kick-ass, hard-ass, badass coach. And I want you to ask, talk with them about for why do you want to get better? Why do you want to get rid of all those health problems? 
to do what differently with your life? How would you change your life? To get better, what would you want to do better? For what more would you want to live? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my... You understand? I'm, yeah. Yeah. Because cataracts, you're young. Yeah. Why do you have cataracts? Right. It's because you can't see your life in front of you. You can't see what's possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Your life is looking more and more older and narrower and sequestered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For someone who thinks that Minnesota is like not very wild. You've taken not very wild and you brought it to California. Yeah, exactly. Things and that's anxiety and phobia and avoidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so, the kind um, of social anxiety and phobia that you can't see. Cataracts. Mm-hmm. So you have to get help for that. Okay. Because otherwise you're only social group of animals that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. And you're risk at first. You don't want to move yourself up to the next difficult job for fear of failure, which is why you Mm -hmm. stay where you are. Mm -hmm. Good luck. You take it easy. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay. We'll go to Tracy. Hello. Line four. How can I be of help? Hi there. Thank you for taking me. Um, my issues um, primarily uh, is about sleep. Um, and I have this clock. First of all, hold on. Before and... you say anything, yours is, huh? yours is different than the other two women. Very okay. different. Um, I did Wait a minute. From hold, hold on one second. Very different. Okay. Do you, do you want me to continue? Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so I I have this clock that um, I'm unable to go to sleep. Um, uh, but it's always been that night. way. It's it has. <laughs> That's what I'm as saying. That's why I'm saying it's remember. different. The other people, yes. it was acquired. Yours is a problem in your brain. Oh. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've always had a trouble with your sleep wakefulness cycle. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, ever since I can remember, I. That's what I'm saying. It, ever since midnight. I can remember. Yes. That is. And this is a. This is a brain thing. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I don't know where to begin. Or. Uh, so my point is: Is this. do you have trouble? There are a couple of reasons why a person could have this. One is they could have trouble with an autoimmune problem that affects the sleep wakefulness clock in their brainstem, where the switch for turning on or off is fluttery, where they'll have excessive daytime sleepiness, and when it gets time to get to sleep, they have troubles falling asleep and their sleep is all disrupted. What is your level of focus and attention during the day? Uh, really, I don't get kind of get going. To, I mean, uh, as far as um, focus and energy till about 10 or 9, but I get up earlier. And my focus pretty much is good until um, in the middle of the afternoon it drops. And then 
it really kind of regenerates about seven, eight. So in the evening. That clock is not regular. You kind of don't wake up refreshed right. until ten. You get really tired at four, and then you rally and have a burst of speed, and then you have trouble falling asleep? Uh, sometimes. Um, and I have a um, like one of those sound machines that I also have tinnitus, so I, I kind of help the sound machine helps me, um, I think, fall asleep. Um, and so sometimes, but yeah, generally it's falling asleep. Um, I wake up intermittently during the night, but but usually I don't. Um, I do have some sleepless nights sometimes, but usually I, I'm okay. I'm so your problem is falling asleep or staying asleep? Um, I would say falling asleep, going to sleep, getting yeah, allowing myself to sleep. Um, you say it's allowing, but there's something yeah. different. Do you take medicines to go to sleep? Uh, I have. Um, uh, I take a um, essential oil. Sleep okay, so you don't pain. take clonopin or anything else that will make it no, no, easier, no, take, harder no, for you I'm to wake up. Anti- so that's not the drug. reason why drugs or alcohol or something is not why it's harder no, for you to wake up in the morning. No. You understand? That doesn't feel like it. Yeah. There's something about your neurochemistry in the morning. You need to go to a sleep lab, and that's what I suggest for a lot of people, because there is also a disorder called sleep apnea. You can be obese, yeah. or you can have central apnea something different about your brain. You can have epilepsy. You can have a variety of disorders where you you wake up in small amounts in the evening to get air. And as a result, you don't get restful sleep. The only way they'll know that is if you have sleep apnea, is if you get a 24-hour or some kind of sleep study. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. You need to do that. It can be life-threatening because you could fall asleep while driving. Your eyes could be open and you could fall asleep and you wouldn't know it. Are you following me? Yes, I am. You, you could have other kinds of sleep problems, which you need to know. You do a lot of other things to patch it together, you know, psychotherapeutic thing, like I don't allow myself to fall asleep. But there's something different about it. At the okay. same time, you can go to an acupuncturist an herbalist and consider giving your stuff 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 to fall asleep. Like GABA, passion flower, lemon balm. They hit the GABA receptors. They help you fall asleep. Your activity should be greatest in the morning when you wake up. So that means once you wake up, you immediately eat a rousing breakfast and you move, whether you feel tired or not. You get up and you move. Because you want to move to pump in epinephrine from your adrenal gland. Even mm-hmm. if you feel like you're going to fall. Do you understand? Yes. Asleep. Yeah. You're talking to someone who literally wouldn't sit down because she'd fall asleep. So I'd fall asleep standing up. You've got to keep moving. You've got to pump in epinephrine by moving. Are you following yeah. me? Yes, I and am. And the same thing with exercise in the afternoon. You have to keep moving at 4 o'clock. Because you can't rest. Naps are the the bane of an insomniac's existence. If you take a nap, you blow your neurotransmitter thing. You somehow use up this thing that's necessary for falling asleep. So it's time to fall asleep. It's harder. 
So taking a nap in the afternoon messes up your sleep clock. Don't listen to what they say. They they used to say it's wrong. So yeah, don't lie yeah, down no, and rest I, in I the really afternoon. I really do that. If if that would happen, I w- it would be because I'm just exhausted and I have to. But I can I, I really that? No, would... even if you're exhausted, trust yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. You have insomnia. Hmm. You're gonna you blow that ir- that neurotransmitter that helps you fall asleep. Doctors who work hmm. with insomniacs know you can't lay down even if exhaustion is different than sleep. Fatigue is different from sleep. Do you understand the difference? Yes, I, I get that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about it until now. It's very, very important. So if you fall asleep at four, your capacity to fall asleep at 10 is messed up. It's a clock. Okay. Do you understand? It's, I can't emphasize that enough. And then when you're not asleep at 10, then it messes you up in the morning. The sun does not rise at four and then go to, you know what I'm saying? It messes, you can't, it has to be with the sun. Which leads me to, you pull every shade down at night, you remove all electronics out of your room, and you stop doing any electronic activity after six. Nothing that has a buzz. (laughs) (laughs) Because it tells me that you're electronic sensitive. Tonight is, do you follow me? Yeah. Yeah, liver true. meridian. Work with an acupuncturist nervous on the liver meridian. Tinnitus. Go to a speech and language pathologist, audiologist. They can do stuff for tinnitus. Get yes, an osteopath to look at your neck because there's a weird area in C3 or something like C3 or C4 that can cause dizziness and tinnitus in some people. But it's controversial. Okay. Are you following me? Okay. Uh-huh. Yours can get aggravated when you're around somebody who's emotionally aggravated, angry, especially angry, it will irritate it, but it doesn't cause uh, it. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And that's actually how you can find out if your sleep is getting worse, if you're gaining more weight, then you look around and go, where is somebody aggravated? It doesn't mean you shouldn't kick that person out of your life. It merely means that you're intolerant to that kind of person. It's like some people can eat wheat unless they're really stressed. Your fuse that will blow in you is your brain when it has to do with sleep. Someone else, it might be arthritis. Somebody else, it might be something else. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. But this means that you have some ability, something's unique about your brain that you can do. What is it? Oh, about my brain? Yes. Um, What unique ability do you have? (laughs) Well, uh... The first thing that comes to my mind, uh, which would be very different for maybe the audience, but um, I I uh, I have visitations. I can see spirits sometimes. And... Okay, there you go. So the other thing, you're okay. right, because if you have something unique about your brain, like I have epilepsy, Carolyn Mace has epilepsy, some of the best medical intuitives have epilepsy, temporal lobe epilepsy, and that was some of the underpinnings of why I was falling asleep. Edgar Casey used to go in trance, trances, which are very similar to temporal lobe epilepsy. So if something's unique about your brain wiring, it gives you a savant ability in certain kinds of abilities with your brain. Do you mm-hmm. get it? Yes. Hmm. So, you know, you got to keep the angels, but there's a kind of little devil there that you got to kind of smooth the edges of. Right, right. 
keep a schedule. Got it? Anything yeah, else? Definitely. Yes. Next minute and a half. Yeah, that's good. Um, any anything else? Um, let's say as far as are you you just um, I have issues that are generally on the right side of my my body. Does that is there any kind of meaning to so that? So that means you have sensitivity to people around you who are angry, especially men. Huh. Right side is a man. Think about okay. it. Okay. All right. Alrighty. Um, I want to thank you for well. Good luck. You good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.